Yacht or Nyat? Yacht or Nyat? Yes, that is the question. That is the question. It used to be to be or not to be, but now in Yacht Rock circles is, is this Yacht or Nyat? I, you see that all the time in these Facebook groups. I actually saw a newcomer pop on to one of the Facebook groups and sort of apologetically said, yeah, I'm new here, but so yeah. could somebody please explain to me what Yacht Rock is? I know I love it, but I don't know what it is. Yeah, I think a lot of us are that way. We're, we're learning week by week what it is, yeah. us, us included. Right. And there was a helpful uh, response, a lengthy response from one of the regulars in the in the group who posted almost a manu- manifesto of sorts. But here's what it is. Here's how you know. It's got elements. It's got markers, indicators, whatever. It's pretty lengthy, and I think, mm-hmm. for the most part, got it, don't you? Yeah, it was sort of collected. Uh, he said he didn't write it, but he collected it through the research, probably watching some of the Risner episodes and other stuff from the website. He kind of compiled the basics of that and said, here's what they say that it is. And you know, I kind of feel like they sort of, uh, they being the, uh, J.D. Risner and the guys that established the term Yacht Rock, kind of did it. We know that it was kind of a pejorative term to them. It was done sort of on a lark to sort of set up this set of uh, videos that they wanted to make. And then the podcast that grew out of it, which was very much, um, again, on a lark where they they enjoyed kind of making fun of the people that maybe would listen to this music. Like us? Yeah, like, (laughs) well, yeah, but see, we... We take it a lot more seriously than I think they ever did. Probably. And so we're almost taking what they started and saying, okay, they they kind of put the dots out there and connected them, and now we're going to be the ones that are going to color the whole picture in because we take it way more seriously. You know? Probably too seriously. Probably. But that's what makes it fun at the same time. And if you ever listen to their podcast, a good portion of it is simply asking and answering not or or yacht or nyat on a song. Yeah, that's it, the basis of the entire thing. And that's what you see in these yeah. Facebook groups too a lot. So, yeah, and I did want to say that a lot of people will post a song and ask yacht or or nyat, and um, I, I I sort of feel they get dejected when somebody tells them that it's not a yacht rock song. You mean yacht or yes? I gotta <laughs> I gotta get that right. That by a song not being yacht is not meant to be a knock on the song or anything like that, that it's a lesser than song. And so anything we go into here is more about trying to examine where the borders are, where the common missteps are, where are the songs that sometimes get lumped in with yacht rock, but really probably aren't, mm-hmm. which isn't to say you can't have it in your own list if you want it. We're not right. going to, you know, we're not going to check everybody's list and, you know, or check it twice. <laughs> Let even. me see your papers. Right. Your Yacht Rock papers. Yeah, I, and I think at the edges is where it gets really murky and even difficult for me. And then you and I have talked off air, quote unquote, um, about trying to identify maybe what the center of the universe is. What's mm-hmm. the center of the Yacht Rock universe? And if you use that as the sort of load, or yeah, lodestar, then you can kind of see, you could maybe judge a song by how close it is to that mm-hmm. or is it so far off. And we'll talk to, so today's episode is really identifying what is Definitely not. Not necessarily right. settling what are the parameters for not or not. Well, we've talked in, in past episodes that as you move away from the center, and I do have something about the center, but as you move away, obviously you get further and further away. And at some point, there are borders. At mm-hmm. some point, there's borders that may be blurry. And you may like a song that's outside the border or just at the border. And there, there's common areas depending on which direction you go. You know, if you move too far into the R&B side... Yeah, you eventually cross over into full-on R and B and funk. You know, yacht rock wasn't meant to be danced to, mm-hmm. right? It was meant. It wasn't meant to pull you out of your seat and make you dance. So when you start getting into these dance tunes, you probably have gone too far. 
Um, well, I'll give you another example okay. if I could, because even I think JD and the gang themselves recognize an important distinction that newcomers to the genre need to recognize, and that's that it's not boat music. And there's a companion playlist that JD put together called I love the term Marina Rock, mm-hmm. which is a delicious pun if you're familiar with the term Arena Rock. So Marina Rock is the stuff that you want to listen to when you're on a boat. Right, so that's like Jimmy Buffett, mm-hmm. things like that. That is clearly not yacht rock. Right. Certainly, it's a it could be good music. It could be good boat music, something you'd want to listen to while on a yacht. But it's not technically close to the center of what yacht rock is, which we'll get back to. They also specifically say that songs about boats do not make them yacht rock. Having a boat reference in the lyrics by no means makes it any more yacht than anything else. But some of these other borderline genres, you know, there's the the West Coast AOR. Mm-hmm. You know, the more uh, uh, jangly West Coast rock, whether it's Eagles or Journey or, you know, even like an Ario Speedwagon, you know, that West Coast rock, that is not, you know, that's one of those borderlines that you start to get into the the whole folky thing. Right. If you go too far and you end up at, you, you know, Gordon Lightfoot, you've probably gone too far. Um, and Gordon Lightfoot, by the way, is a crossover because he gets lumped in, I think sometimes because of the nautical reference to uh, Edmund Fitzgerald. Yeah. Which is, it's Again. nautical, but it's nothing to do with yacht rock right. or sundown. You know, which I guess yeah, that sounds kind of nice being on a yacht during sundown, even though that's not what the song's about at all. So like that's a combination. That's a twofer because now you're too far into folk, and you're also using. I like to the way I put it is you can't use the lyrics or song title as a Trojan horse to sneak your. Favorite song or artist from the Trojan Horse. I might have to lift that. Most perfect example of which is the "Come Sail Away" by Styx, which has none of the indicators or the sounds. None of it. But because it sounds like it's talking about sailing, which it's not, people use that as an excuse to put it on the list. So, what is at the center? I have a a response to that. To going back to that, Mm -hmm. and uh, I'll base it on this. According to the, uh, the Yatsky scale, there is only one song that got a 100 rating from all four reviewers. Only one song. Can so I we guess? would have to consider that to be the center of it, wouldn't we not? Yeah, I would guess. Can I guess what it is? Sure. What a fool believes? That's correct. Oh, nice. As she rises to her apology, anybody else would surely So, I mean, that's obviously Doobie Brothers, but very Michael McDonald-centric. And mm-hmm. I think everybody, even I've said it, you know, Michael McDonald's the captain of all boats everywhere. Mm-hmm. So if we examine what is it about Michael McDonald's music that is unique, what, what, what's going on there? You know, it's, it's groove-oriented, but it's certainly not dance stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, the people that want to call it the Doobie Bounce you can define that a lot of different ways. It's also got a touch of soul you know, more the blue-eyed soul thing. Um, it's equally, if anything, it's more keyboard-heavy than it is guitar-heavy, Yep. right? Um, so when Harmonies? Big-time harmonies, but also he's got that very um, breathy sort of voice when, his, when he stacks his harmonies. It just becomes very velvety, you know? So if I were to call that the center, mm-hmm. then we start moving out from there. So... Um, Briefly on the, the perfect ratings list. So we had What a Fool Believes is 4 by 100. Four reviewers all said 100. Mm-hmm. Now, there's two songs that have two reviewers that gave 
100 rating. And this is the Yatsky scale. This is the Yatsky scale. Which has JD and his three compadres. They right. all rate these songs. Okay. So Heart to Heart from Kenny Loggins has two 100s. The other two reviewers gave it a 99.5 and a 99. So we're talking, you know, these are the very tip, tip, top. Surprisingly, Nothing You Can Do About It by uh, Airplay was the reference version. Uh-huh. Two 100s. I Keep Forgetting has one 100. Uh-huh. So these, all, these are all the songs that have at least one perfect rating. Sailing, Christopher Cross has one of them gave it 100. Peg. Hold on real quick. Yeah. I already feel like we're veering off what you get to sailing. Maybe. Maybe. Just from a sonic standpoint, not from a like Yacht Rock Cannon perspective, because Christopher Cross is like the other yeah. co-captain of all boats everywhere. But now the sound, to me, has already totally shifted. This is what makes it so difficult. Yeah, it almost brings in that entire AOR thing, because this is certainly not groove-oriented in any, or, or no. R&B soul-influenced at all. It also brings real quickly in this Trojan horse concept, which is now we're talking about sailing, so, so it must be Yacht Rock. Right. Um, Steely Dan has two on there. Peg has a, a 100. One of the ratings give it 100. Josie is the other one. Mm. Um, I have not been able to find this one, but they have a song called Just Can't Win Them All by Stevie Woods. Hmm. One of them gave it 100. Their total was 89 and a quarter. And then there's this one, which we will get to in the future. Talk about it. This has to be on a lark, right? Ray Parker, Christmas time is here. <laughs> yes, come on. I know. All right, so I we'll we'll delve further into that. But they anyway. must have been in a holly jolly mood when they were rating that. Very one. nice. Yes. yes. So anyway, there there's where um, there's where the perfects are. But then we talked about the common mistakes, and you mentioned some of them. I had just jotted them down. So since I have this in front of me, boat references, mm-hmm. those genres that are right on the border. Even like soft rock, arena rock, you know, the softer arena rock, where, which is, I think, why some people don't like to hear air supply in their list because it just feels too bombastic. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's where the Chicago from the 80s era is. Yep. And using personnel as a determining factor. I, that's I, a mistake? I, I think it is because oh. I think that you, I could point to you songs that don't have any of the so-called personnel and it'd be totally yacht. And then I, I could also point you to a song that has all of them on it. And it's not yacht at all. So True. I think you have to go back to the sound sources first. Yeah. And the personnel thing moves down the list, which is why we talked about, you know, I'm trying to sort of gather all this information and sort of compile it into my uh, my yacht rock manifesto and try to <laughs> try to don't you know, get some of this stuff into more of a understandable thing than when somebody says, Well, what is yacht rock? and you say, Well, it's and you start spouting off examples. Examples don't you know, define something that right. help make the case, but there's other defining things other than just giving examples. What's interesting about what you just said is if someone were to ask me what is the center of the universe, I would first make sure that they knew all of the names I'm about to say, which is to me it is a it's a collection of Jeff Beccaro, Steve Lukather, Jay Graydon, 
um, Lewis, many different bass players, but Lewis Johnson and Abel Boreal. Um, it's this cluster of personnel that when they came together specifically to do a certain number of songs, and it's a lot, mm-hmm. um, it is. that's the sound. Like that, and I can't, like, I could give you 30 examples, but I can't, and I could try to describe the sound, but like when those cats right. all came together in this little time frame, I felt like that was, that's the center of it. Yeah, when you mix them all up, you get guys that have ba- have like palettes of rock and soul or rock and jazz or yes. and you combine all of those things together you get rock influence you get jazz influence you get R&B influence and it's all stirred into one pot yes you know? exactly then if then sailing for example sounds totally like it doesn't fit the genre but it Christopher Cross does fit the genre that's what makes yeah. it so difficult and he's got a pink flamingo on the cover so okay that, so he's in right Yep. That's not one of the mistakes, by the way. <laughs> it probably should be. <laughs> well, we know one of the rules that Juan Love, who was our former guest yes. from Yacht Rock Miami, said, if the guy in the cover looks uncomfortable, that's Yacht. Should we just go with that, then? Yeah. Okay, I'm good. <laughs> Thanks, Juan. <laughs> Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. So, well, an interesting – here's what thing – you know, you mentioned people being dejected. And so I'm going to be a little dejected mm-hmm. because originally when I was – before I kind of had any parameters, my first foray, foray into Yacht Rock was the pre-Joe um, Walsh Eagle stuff, which right. is mellow. It's smooth. Right. It's West Coast. Mm-hmm. I can see a yuppie on his yacht in the 70s, early 80s listening to it. But the more I get like indoctrinated by the purists, I, I recognize that that doesn't belong, even though I feel like to me it, it still feels right. But it has none of the hallmarks of what we just described in terms of reaching into funk, reaching into blues, right. still staying rocky. I had a lot of Eagles in my playlist early on, and my playlist is constantly evolving. And I I make mistakes, if you want to call them mistakes, along the way where I have put songs in. Mm-hmm. And then when I've got my list kind of on shuffle and I'm in one of those sort of moods where maybe I'm grilling in the backyard or whatever and, you know, and all the mood is right. And then all of a sudden a song comes on and you're like, whoa, that, that suddenly changed the mood. Then to me, that's right there. There's a big indicator mm-hmm. that the song doesn't belong. Even if you look at it and can cerebrally say, well, it's got so-and-so in it, it's got this in it. If when you're playing and it makes you kind of step up and like, wait, well, that now yeah. we're suddenly in a different area – and so that happens all the time for me, and I have to pull those songs out. And I put others in, and then eventually I decide whether that was a fit or not. So it's constantly in flux. Yep, and I just did a purge because uh, we started talking about this episode recently, and I did a purge on my list as well. And what I'm finding is this weird, like, um, it's like a, uh, what's the word I want? It's like a pair of, pair of uh, you'll have to edit all this out, but the pair, <laughs> <laughs> no, keep it in. <laughs> it's a paradox. Is what it is. It's not a parrot. Is that on the okay. docks? On the docks. Okay, I was going to say, is that a pun? <laughs> no, it could be. But the paradox was this: is that as I got so, first of all, initially I had this broad uh, interpretation of what 
Yacht Rock could be. So it could right. be anything from the Eagles to Christopher Cross to Firefall to Steely Dan. So I was like, this is great. It's all inclusive, like this catch-all for easy listening light rock from the late 70s, early 80s. The more I got into it and the more I, quote-unquote, studied it like a Yacht Rock nerd, mm-hmm. the more my center started to narrow around what I just described earlier. Right. It's a, but in doing so, yeah, I got clearer around what Yacht Rock is and should be. Instead of narrowing my like song selection, I started discovering more and more of that that I had never knew existed, like Bill LeBounty and Mark Jordan That's and, a good Dane, point. Yeah. and Ned Dehaney and Dane Donahue, all of these artists that I said, so what? What is all this? Well, that's how we got into all the buried treasure you know, in the lightning round as well as the episodes. Right. Because we realized, wow, there's so much more here. And as that broadens, then that starts to me pinch out and crowd out some of the stuff on the periphery, which is why I'm like, eh, I know that felt right at the time when I added it to my playlist, but it doesn't because I now have a center and the center's expanding and now it's sort of this bubble's growing and it's forcing stuff on the edges out. And just because it, it ticks off some of the boxes, I can, you know, Say, well, this is a nice, clean recording. It's got some world music influences. It feels nice and easy if I was hang- hanging out. And I'm re- referencing like uh, something like um, Paul Simon's Graceland. You mm-hmm. know, ticks a lot of those boxes, but is not at all yacht. Right. You know, so. Uh, not at all. It doesn't even feel like it no. could be or should be. You know, one that uh, I know that people that uh, listen to Sirius, they couldn't stand this one that was being included <laughs> in the list for this past summer. And um, was Harry Nielsen's coconut? You know, <laughs> it's only there because of the word coconut, right? And which it Ugh. doesn't even reference the correct genre. That's going more into the Jimmy Buffett thing. Yeah. But I looked at that song, and thinking of everything that we talked about in terms of what yacht rock is, in terms of the complexity, and particularly we talked about the jazz influences and R and B influences and the sophisticated chord changes and all that stuff, all that stuff that we've hit on in the past. Harry Nielsen's coconut is one chord. The entire song. <laughs> it's a C7 chord, the entire song. No chord changes whatsoever. I mean, it's just, it's that is a yacht in the biggest way. Yeah, that's that's like Harry Belafonte Deo or something. That's right, not even right. close. There, there's a genre for that, but it's not this one. Right. You know, one of the other things that... I think it's important to me is instrumentation. So in this manifesto, I've read sort of a pre-draft of yours. And you talk through what, what the proper instrumentation is. And one of the things that I think gets you into not category quickly, I have an example, is if it's not all real instruments played by real musicians. So you get this sort of the closer you get to the mid-80s and beyond is they started to experiment with new sounds. I have a song that I call a near miss. Mm-hmm. That I heard this week, I actually sent it to you. I was like, this song has everything Yacht Rock should be, except for one thing. And you can play a little bit of it so people know what I'm talking about. And that is You Are by Lionel Richie. It 
it's a lot like Serves You Right, which is the first song on the album in the sense that it has that keyboard bass thing, which right. I think is probably what you're bumping on. That is. So you know? it's got the it's got these cool like call and answer horn parts to it, right? Mm-hmm. That you can sing along to. Yeah. Um, the drums, the guitar work, all of its stuff, the melody feels yacht rocky to me. But then it's got this ridiculous sounding, I said ridiculous right. sounding synth bass that like throws it way out of the genre. You replace that with uh, Abel Boreal or Lewis Johnson or somebody. Well, and now I told you, got you Greg right. Fillingaines played it. Did he really? I don't know. Oh. I know he's on that record in it because I know he was on Serves You Right because he co-wrote that song. Well, so, even though I know that's this, what I'm saying. Personnel doesn't automatically make exactly. it okay. But what's interesting, if you really listen close to it and you ever play bass, the the structure of the line that he's playing could totally be Would on be the bass anyway. Well, usually, when you get a keyboard bassist, it sounds like somebody looking at a keyboard and playing bass that way, which is kind of different shapes mm-hmm. and all that stuff. But um, and it's not a sound that I I love the sound of that synth bass when it came out I couldn't get yeah. enough of it, but now I throw it into the yacht rock I'm like no this doesn't belong at all because all of a sudden it it takes you somewhere else and I was listening today uh, I didn't have this one in my notes but I heard it just before I came here and there's a song um, that Michael Cimbello did called First Time and everything about it I'll play a portion of that right now for you, so you can hear what I'm gonna say. So that has everything in it except those Simmons drums. Yeah. Why are the Simmons drums in this thing? It just changes it completely. So, you know, we've talked about drum machine and stuff, and there's there are some great Yacht Rock songs that have drum machine, but that is a pull that starts to pull me away yeah, for sure. Well, and it's a difference to me. It's a difference. Were you going for a synth sound specifically to make it sound different? That's when it's not Yacht Rock. But if you're using programmed drum say but you're still trying to replicate what true drums would have sounded like then i think it's still okay yeah like we t- yeah. I talked about wendell the right the, right the drum machine the early you know iteration of drum machine that steely dan used for example well the um going back to your reference of lionel richie and then by extension commodores that's sitting right on that edge where they were much more of a funk band yep. that uh gradually got a little bit more mainstream through lionel's writing but at their core, they were a funk band. They were not really heavily jazz influenced, you know. So they they were missing some elements of what we would call yacht, even though a few of their songs live right at the border. And they have a Trojan horse, which is sailing. Yeah, sail on, sail on. That's yeah, right. sail on. Trojan horse, which is maybe how they snuck in. But you're right because they're they're not that jazzy. It's more pop funky when it's pop, and yeah. then they get real funky at times. Similar Earth, Wind, and Fire. Would you put in that? Yeah, yeah, Earth, Wind & Fire is much more of a funk band, dance band. They have songs that that fall into Yacht, but the bulk of them is, you know, if you think of a song like Fantasy or September, those are definitely uh, dance-oriented songs. And that, to me, that doesn't fit Yacht. It doesn't fit the whole mood of chilling back with your drink or whatever. Right. Well, and so another variation of this theme is, again, similar players. So the personnel is consistent. There's a producer who overlaps both Yacht Rock and this funk sound, which is Quincy Jones. When you get up into the Michael Jackson years, to me, that stops being, even though you still have Lukather, you have Steve Piccaro writing songs, same personnel, roughly the same sounds. But that to me, like you get to Michael Jackson's Thriller and even Off the Wall before that, mm-hmm. that's not Yacht Rock at all to me. 
No, I know there's people that put it in there, and maybe I would squeeze Baby Be Mine into mine, but there's a very good chance that it would come up on the shuffle, and I'd hear it and go, nah, nah, <laughs> change yeah. my mind on that. Right. But I don't hear any of that. Human nature is one people bring up. Again, you're using personnel because Percaro wrote it, Steve Percaro, and telling me that that makes it, yeah, but when I hear it, I don't hear any of the... Well, the synth drum track, too, takes yeah. it away from me. In the heavy <laughs> arpeggiated keyboards and stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, I had a, a couple others that... Um, that kind of, you know, we, we talked about in, in somewhat detail with um, the guys at uh, Yacht Rock Miami, and we, we kind of mm-hmm. killed on Baker Street, right? Oh, yeah, <laughs> that yeah. Day. Uh, the other one that came up and we never really fully explored is I struggle with Hall & Oates. Mm-hmm. Even if we say, okay, once you get into that big bam, boom, big 80s years, okay, we know that that doesn't fit. Yeah. But everything tells me that stuff like, um, you know, Rich Girl and uh, – um, Sarah, Sarah Smile. Smile belongs on there. And every time it comes on, it never feels like it fits mm. to me. And even more so when you get to Kiss on My List or One on One. Private Eye. No, yeah, all that stuff. Never quite feels like it fits to me. Yeah, I can see why. The only reason it remains for me is because it was so heavily, again, in my indoctrination phase. Right. You know, serious. And then my Pandora channel at the time plays that, and it felt right next to, say, Kenny Loggins and that s- sort of stuff, which Kenny Loggins is another mm-hmm. distance from the center because he's got the whole prior career with Loggins and Messina and some of his solo stuff. And that stuff works for me. Yeah. yeah. Other, b- but certainly later on. Right. You know. Exactly. Highway to the Danger Zone is not in my list. I can tell you that right now. <laughs> no, but when he started collaborating more with Michael McDonald, that's going back to what yeah. the center is. That feels like the center. What about um, how does Fleetwood Mac strike you? Um, I see. I've never liked Fleetwood Mac, and I don't okay. know why. They're one of those artists like the Police that I totally respect, but none of their music hits my ear the right way. So, yeah. um, I would never be tempted to put them in my mix, so I've just sort of yeah. discarded them. I wouldn't not. either. I wouldn't yeah. either. I think that there, sometimes that uh, that gets done. You know, we yet uh, we we discussed Linda Ronstadt a while back, and that's mm-hmm. another one that's like right there on the edges, and maybe some songs get in. Yeah, but probably don't belong. Do you have any other big no nos in your uh, your notes, your list? Well, I'm starting to come around to this theory that if it's too rock and not enough soul, that it doesn't belong and I'm I'm just going to be careful that I don't go all the way over to this dark side because that would eliminate things like for example Jackson Brown mm-hmm. you know um uh somebody's baby that mm-hmm. to me has always been yacht rock and so if mm-hmm. I'm applying my strict center against that that doesn't sound like yacht rock anymore or uh Cliff Richard lad I I hear a little sense of what they people call the doobie bounce in do that you? Okay. I do I brought up Cliff Richard on a different yeah. episode. The um, we don't talk anymore. To me, that is so like it has all the good feels, not the yacht rock center feels that I just described. But so anyway, that's a, a boundary that I'm trying to avoid exploring because I'm afraid of what I might start eliminating. I don't want to be too dogmatic. You know what I mean? Right. Right. Um, and some people are, and I get why. But if I'm too dogmatic, I'm only going to start, um, you know, cutting my nose off to spite my face because it's like, well, I like that song, but it's not doesn't fit, so I can't include it. Um, instead, what I've done is I've renamed my playlist from Yacht Rock. <laughs> I use this trick too. <laughs> <laughs> to Yacht Rock, Yacht Pop, Yacht Folk, Yacht yeah. Jazz, uh, Marina Rock, and West Coast AOR. Yeah. So now no one can say, well, you're wrong. Well, they could and they will, but. Yeah, it's it's really difficult to really say where these boundaries are because I don't want to define them for anybody else. I'm just going to yeah. define them for me. 
and sort of offer maybe guidance for people that are sort of new to the genre or just want a different influence on their list and haven't really looked at this genre the same way we do. And maybe that just tilts their, you know, everybody's got their own area of yacht rock that they like. Some people like the R&B wing. Some people like, like you say, the more strum rock side of things. And uh, right. you know, other people like the stuff where it's drifting towards, um, you know, arena rock, but not, you know, so everybody's got their area that they like yep. in it. So you're going to have your own interpretation of it. Yeah, and then the last problem I'll bring up, because, it's, you know, we've talked about solutions to this, like obvious markers. But the other problem is the transitive property. Right. So you say something like, well, uh, Firefall to me is for sure in. Um, and, you know, one of their biggest hits might be um, You Are the Woman. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So that's kind of a strum rocky song. Well, why then, if that's in, why can't the Eagles strum rock be in there too? Because they're also West Coast. Right. And so, but I think that eventually you do enough transitive property and you're somewhere out with REO Speedwagon and you've gone too far. Yeah. Right. You say, well, well, REO Speedwagon is this, which is close to this, which is close to this, which is definitely in. Then you can't you can't you can do that. connect Kevin Bacon to Justin Bieber doesn't mean they yeah. have anything to do with each other, right? Let's hope. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, hopefully we've provided some good guidance, especially like you said for the newcomers and maybe giving the veterans something to think about. And uh, obviously, tell us where we're not correct in the Facebook comments on uh, uh, on our page. And don't you, stop listening, though. Don't stop if listening. we hammered your favorite song. Oh, geez. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, we hammered my own favorite. Artist of the era, so which That's is true. The if, I, if I'm willing to contend that Linda Ronstadt maybe isn't in, yes, and I as know. much as she's one of my favorites of all time, then yeah. we can all take it. All right, well, let's move on to the lightning round after a brief break and a word from our sponsor. We have no sponsor, so we're back. All right, all right, lightning fast. round. Yes, it was. So, um, I have an interesting uh, topic appropriate uh, yacht or not to throw by you. Okay, and I do as well. Super relevant because it's become a meme lately. Have you seen the whole thing with this guy on the skateboard drinking the uh, cran apple juice ocean spray? Yes. And it's to Dreams by Fleetwood Mac. Ah. So probably the closest, I bet it's the most offered up Example of Fleetwood Mac. I was foreshadowing. I didn't even realize it. Yes, you were. Wow. Yep. So I wanted to withhold some of my commentary. I see. Um, so dreams to me. Well, first of all, you. We said generally speaking, Fleetwood Mac is not in. But what about that song specifically? I don't have it in. I would have to. I think I still lean towards a no. I hadn't really considered that one because when I started thinking about um, which Fleetwood Mac songs might be contenders for my list, it's more from the later album Tango in the Night. So mm. like. Uh, Everywhere and things like that, uh, Little Lies. Yeah. So no on that one, probably. Yeah, and same with me. I'm a definite yacht. I'm not a Fleetwood Mac fan for the reasons I described earlier, which I don't know why. I just, none of it I like. Uh, I do like the song that she paired with uh, Kenny Loggins. Um, what was that? Whenever I Call You Friend? Yes. Yeah. 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 And I, to me, that feels right, but for sure. this one doesn't. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wanted to give the song It's Just Due because it's so popular with this crazy meme that's going on. And did you see Mick Fleetwood did a, a response video? No, I did not see that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's on the skateboard. He's drinking the ocean spray. And Mick Fleetwood on a skateboard at his age. His size at his age. Yeah, he's that a had to be bigger good. than I remember. You sure they didn't green screen it? No, it looked real. Check mm-hmm. it out. Uh, all right, what do you got, Yadder? All right, well, mine is uh, definitely a... Uh, appropriate to the conversation as well. And um, 
The reason being is that uh, I think the reason this one gets included sometimes might be because of the boat reference. Hmm. But I still think uh, I still think I'm a yes on this. I want to get your opinion. And this is Crosby, Stills and Nash, Southern Cross. Well, interestingly enough, that goes back to um, the early days where that song felt right right from the beginning, and it has enough feels for me that I would say yacht, even though if I'm being technical about my center, it's way off. So mm-hmm. technically, it would say yacht, but just on gut feel, I like it enough to call it yacht. Yeah, I, I did put it in, but I'm not sure that it has come up on a shuffle for me to give it the final nod or not. But it is interesting. Stephen Stills, I love this quote that he said, what the lyrics were about. It's about using the power of the universe to heal your wounds. Ooh. I like that. But um, personnel on it I thought was interesting, so I'll give that a quick mention. Timothy B. Schmidt on backing vocals. Mm-hmm. Also on backing vocals, Art Garfunkel. Wow. Um, Joe Vitale on drums. He's a semi-common name you'll see, but... Your new favorite, and a name that keeps popping up, George Chocolate Perry. Yeah. On bass. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. Well, that description that you said of what he said the lyrics were about, it's all about what Yacht Rock's about anyway, too. That's where I, I kind of feel yep. like it fits. All right. All right. So um, I guess I'll go first on The Buried Treasure. And my buried treasure is from an artist that is often debated, not mm. or Yacht or Nyat. Um. But I think I gave this song a listen. I was debating whether to put it in as Yacht or Nyat and get your uh, interpretation. So you can still offer that. But I decided that it was enough for me, and I put it in as a buried treasure. And this is Olivia Newton-John, A Little More Love. Yeah, that is a good song. Um, from nineteen seventy. I know you're not asking that. If I were to make, I know this isn't yacht or yacht, no, yeah. some, but the case that I would make nineteen seventy eight from the Totally Hot album. Um, David Hungate from Toto on bass, hmm. Luke Ather on guitar, and Lenny Castro on percussion. So it has personnel as well. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I would have considered it yacht anyway, but I do love that song, and um, I'm finding excuses to put more and more Olivia Newton John into my list. Okay. So that's a good, good. one. Um, you got to know what's coming for my buried treasure because I sent you this song about a week ago and I can't stop. A lot's happened to it. in a week. I know, but not <laughs> this song because this is I play it over and over again. Technically speaking, oh, yeah. so topic relevant mm-hmm. um, because it's a UK artist, so doesn't have any of the personnel. Really doesn't have any of that sound that I described at the center of my universe. Um, but it's the whole reason we came up with buried treasures to begin with, which is remember a song from your past that. The minute you hear it, it's instantly, mm-hmm. oh, my God, where has this been? Right. For me, it's Fool If You Think It's Over by Chris Ray. Fool if you think it's over. Absolutely. There's uh, 
I can't tell you what the markers are that are in it, but I can tell you that when I hear it, it's a big yes. I mean, oh not that it's, again, not yacht or not, but yeah, this was a buried treasure it just for popped sure. popped onto my radar and I instantly melted. And then so then I looked up and there's, of course, a cover version of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you listen to the original, the base work on it, have you, remember I told you about the base work? Have yes. you gone in and listened to the yes. base work? Yes, yes, Oh yes. my God, it's so good. Um, and then on the cover of it, which I think only came a year later, and that is, what's the woman's name? Uh, Elkie Brooks. Don't really know her. No. But the bass player, I can't even find any personnel on this. If it's not the same person, they tried to emulate this really yeah. busy bass line, note for note, and, and managed to pull it off. So either version is good, but I prefer Chris Ray. As an aside to that, you mentioned it's a year later. That was something that was so common in the 70s, you know, even particularly more in the adult contemporary. Mm-hmm. But a song would get picked up by the labels or the producers and multiple artists would cut the same song and want it to become a hit. So you can, it's not like, you know, today we say, well, if we're going to do a cover of a song. Well, is it, is it been long enough? You know, does right, it need yeah. to be 20 years? Does it need to be 30 years? They were doing, you could find four or five of the same song, particularly, like I say, in the adult contemporary area, yeah. but this of artists doing the same song, Neil Sedak will write a song and it'll get to like five or six different artists and they'll all cut it. Well, Muskrat Love by... Captain Antonio was originally yeah. done by America, America right? Yeah. There's tons of examples But of all those. within close proximity yep. time-wise, which doesn't really happen anymore. No, it doesn't. All right. So that we've both given our buried treasures. Yeah. Uh, I have a topic appropriate um, off the map. Okay. Because I, I see this song get posted a lot. And it's like, no, not at all. Like, why are we even discussing this? So to me, it's definitely not. But it has the, ir- the irony of it. It has all the feels. It has some of the. It's got some alto sax. It's got some really cool guitar work. Nice bass. Tight groove. Lots of space. And the song is "True" by Spandau Ballet. Yes, so now I've got to add this to my manifesto. No, I, I I get where this fits totally. Yes. But one of the other borderline genres that people often mistake Yacht Rock for because of its complexity is this, uh, what's called the New Romantic or the Sophista Pop, you know, where it's like uh, Roxy Music, Skirty Politi, yes. Spandau Ballet. People think, well, then that belongs too. And so that's another one of those borderline genres. Like, no, it isn't. It's fabulous stuff. But it isn't. But, but this fits into the sound, so it's good off the map. Do you agree? Certain. Well, oh, yeah. In another one, uh, another example of what you just described is that tune that you sent me. Somebody was trying to claim that um, "Captain of Her Heart" by Double right belonged. And again, I think they're trying to use the Captain part as the Trojan horse, and it doesn't really have any Maybe. of the sounds. Even Maybe yeah. could be on off the map and sneak. But it that in would there. be Sophista Pop, New Romantic again. Another thing from yep. that same genre. Yeah. Yep. The danger genre. So don't, don't confuse this as yacht, but feel free to throw it into your mix. Okay. I have an off the map, too, that is from a uh, decidedly yacht artist, but many, many, many years outside of the genre. This is from 2005, um, and it is David Pack mm. from Ambrosia yes. singing with Ann Wilson of Heart. Wow. And this song is called The Secret of Moving On. That's the secret of moving on. 
this song, because of David Pack's voice and all that, it it fits right in, and it's mm-hmm. just a nice laid-back tune. The only thing for me that would keep it from being like a buried treasure yachty thing is it's a decidedly modern recording. It's roomy drums. It's modern sound. It's not at all trying to sound like 1978. Yeah. It, it, no, no, no reason that he should do that, but that would be the reason why I don't really call it pure yacht. Yep, from a technical production standpoint. Right. Yep. All right, well... I think we've uh, moved the ball down the field a little bit towards identifying what is yacht and what is nyat. Any final words? I don't know if we got a first down yet, though, did we? No. Okay. No. no. I guess we're punting. Yes, we are. Field goal. Um, I have some final words. Ahoy, polloi. <laughs> <laughs>